Welcome to SlayerFest 98. I'm your host, Scarlet Witch, a.k.a. Ian Carlos Crawford, and joining me today is my lovely vision. Adam Sass, how are you? Hi, good, how are you? It's our second WandaVision episode. I love that you're always making me like the man. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's be real. (laughs) I got a suit and I'm going to a job. Um, (laughs) I would be the one at home having a nervous breakdown, let's be real. (laughs) Meeting a new person, up, upsetting their whole reality yeah. every every second. Um, so we have two fabulous guests with us today. First up, we have the shard of glass lodged in Dottie's hand. Tom Link is in the I house. Oh my god, Tom Link. <laughs> um, we are also joined by Wanda's lost lobster. Alex Sabad Santos. Hi, Alex. Oh my god, honored. Hi. Honored by the presence. Adam kept joking that the Alex's intro sounded like a B-52s. Like, <laughs> it's a B-52, thing. yeah. Really does. <laughs> the Lost Lobster Door Knocker. Yeah. <laughs> All B-52 songs are just like uh, like uh, adjective noun. There's just two <laughs> words and then, yeah. Yeah, that's true. If you get into the deep cuts of that, really is. You guys, I have to admit something to you. I've been to multiple B-52s concerts and they are a joy. I went to two back to back at the Hollywood bowl um, (laughs) like two years ago. I did one night just drinking alcohol. And then the second night I smoked marijuana, which I don't normally do. And, and the Hollywood bowl orchestra was accompanying them. It was just a life changing experience. So if anyone ever says a bad thing about the B-52s, they can come to me because I'm here to defend (laughs) No, no, not, I embrace this. I embrace. I listen. They 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 picked a vibe, a tone, and a branding, and they stuck, and they stuck to it with it. They yeah. stuck with it. They did. It's time. It, it's like eighties, but it's also not. It's a little time. It's a little futurism. I mean, as a kid, I just thought they were cool. So, I don't right. know. and we're all we're all f words showing our age right now. Um, <laughs> well, no, apparently, uh, you know, Kate has like a whole like hotel slash motel of airstreams upstate right yeah she okay so she's got um casey's uh, sorry kate's lazy meadow which is her um which is the little motel that she has and then she has the trailer park uh out in uh the desert here in california i've researched this many times so i'm very i'm i've got my eyes on them for post-pandemic very like maps (laughs) to the stars homes right now (laughs) That's wild. I had no idea, and I assume and, that's the lead, I assume that's the lead singer we're speaking of. I don't remember their yeah. names. God damn okay. you! God damn you, Ian! <laughs> I'm sorry. Also, there's no, there's not a lead singer. They're all the lead singer. There's three: <sighs> Kate, Cindy, and Fred. They all sing at the same time. They sing at the same time. <laughs> well, actually, Why only they're two, very shouty. Two, yeah. two of them sing, and one of them talks. So. One of Did Fred Schneider invent it. rap? Did he invent <laughs> rap? That's what I want to know. Um, yeah, yeah, Ian, they, they didn't ever play the bronze, so you wouldn't know them. <laughs> Tom wow. doesn't know what that is, Adam. <laughs> I'm too cool for that. Don't know what that is. I don't know what that is. <laughs> uh, um, listen, I used to be able to. I think there were two B-52 songs that I could sing and play bass on for Rock Band and get 100, and I was very proud of myself. Like, that's a real accomplishment, sir. That's not even a real instrument. I'm deeply ashamed of you right now. 
are you going to take this one thing from me? <laughs> Maybe. I have so little. It's like B-52s and Weezer, because a lot of those songs are like speech singing. And I'm like, ooh, that's my range. I can do that. <laughs> but for real, though, that like Garage Band or Guitar Hero, any of that right now, I would kill for that in, in this lockdown right now. Yeah. That no, seems like don't have exactly any. the type of shit that would really hit. You know, video games would be a good thing to get into during this, but I just, I don't have the attention span for them anymore. Or learn a real musical instrument. Take the time. Take a lesson. How could I, how could I possibly, Tom? How could I? I'm just saying. So we're here to talk about WandaVision, <laughs> episode three. Uh, for this episode, we journey to the 70s. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my first note, which I did tell you guys before recording, I forgot that I did want to say this during recording, is I my local news interviewed Deborah Jo Rupp uh, this week at some point, and the first question was, oh, did you ever imagine yourself in the MCU? And her answer was, I didn't even know what that was. Shame Joe <laughs> Rupp. Like, she's, um, it's, it's I mean, always I'm, best when you don't get the person who, like, knows what, what they're in. Like, she, <laughs> she's hanging with Gwyneth Paltrow right now, being like, yeah. I don't know where, what, like, what show was this? What, what Did I do that? Did I make it at all? <laughs> I, I absolutely love that Gwyneth Paltrow has no idea who Tom Holland is. <laughs> That's like the type of shit I aim for, though, because it's not mean. Right. She genuinely just doesn't give a shit. Like, she's like, oh, that's a cute movie. Was I in that? Mm, that's nice. I'm glad I was in that. Like, doesn't give a shit. Ugh. And what was, wasn't it like, uh, who was the other one she didn't know? She didn't know the guy who plays Bucky. Um, <laughs> oh my God, Sebastian Stan. Yeah. <laughs> just there was that video of her being like, oh, and who's that? And the, her air assistant was like, you were in a movie with him. And she was like, oh. She didn't know the two ones that all the gays know. <laughs> <laughs> she like knows Chris Evans and Robert Downey Jr. and like right. end of list. <laughs> um, but yeah, so... Having a new Marvel show is just so nice. I don't know. I don't have a lot of like, eh, I, I'm not like one for, I usually watch shows that are bingeable. Um, so it's nice. I, I kind of like having, even though I feel like this show would benefit from a binge, I like having like a weekly thing. Here's my theory though, on why it's not, why they're not letting you binge it. It's because I think it's just a movie that they broke into 10 parts, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> A 10-hour movie of, of Wanda. You know, I mean, it's only, but it's, I guess it's only 30-minute increment. I don't know. I just feel like, is yeah, after watching the third one, I'm like, yeah, this is kind of a movie that they broke. I don't know. Is that weird? I'm enjoying it. I'm here no, for it's, it. It's, <laughs> it's weird. I love it, but also. I mean, there's the other argument that the whole MCU is just a bunch of TV episodes smashed together to create one this big movie. Correct. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I just love that it's. I just love that it's upsetting the Marvel Bros. Like I just. I love that it's like hitting like these boy lists of like it's the worst thing the Marvels put out. <laughs> oh wait, really? Are the straight people mad about it? I, What's th- I think. I think the angry boys are angry about it. Yeah. Are they? Because it's. Because it's thoughtful and artistic and like there's <laughs> layers to it and you get to like learn things and ex- experience things and and uh, make up your mind about what it all means. Is that there's why? There's no like space gun stuff. There's been no stamp of approval from the U.S. military stuff yet. Got um, it. Yeah. 
Adam, every time you say that, I'm like, oh, I want to defend that point, but he's right. <laughs> Go ahead and defend it. I'll have you canceled before this episode even airs. <laughs> uh, but so it is nice having this TV show to look forward to. Um, just like Mandalorian, I watched week to week, but I felt like, wow, Baby Yoda is precious and I want to Pedro Pascal. I don't, I didn't, wasn't like, oh, I need to see what happens next as much as I am with this. This is more like, oh, there's a mystery unraveling. So like you want to see what happens um before twitter spoils it for you or just to like be in the know um and it's nice i like that we have new credits yeah it's um it's like the show like tonally is like kind of straight out of like the best era of like lost and those kind of mystery shows from like the mid-2000s like it just feels like it's it's definitely doing the serialized really well um the inside out storytelling and everything and um yeah and i this was probably my favorite of the uh credit sequences so far oh really oh yeah i love this one the best see i think i think the first episode actually were my favorite credits i liked the like dreamy feel of the song even though i know it was Mm. the tone of the era is still for me that fits the like weirdness of the show where it's like do you know what's going on i just think that this early 70s vibe is a harder vibe to nail and they nailed it they really did yeah it's a it's a little easier to do like 50s um but this one like to have her in those like Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman, like pigtails. And then it's like that soft, dreamy, early 70s kind of thing that was kind of going on. Just was, I think it requires a lot more attention to detail. And I super loved it. Yeah. So Tom or Alex, are either of you like big sitcom buffs? Well, look, I mean, the all the shows that they're, because um, I think I'm the oldest one here, all the shows that they are referencing even from the beginning are all the ones that were on when I was sick home from school. So like the Bewitched um, references were not lost on me. The, I mean, also the, the first episode was very, the set was, you know, straight up Dick Van Dyke meets yeah. I Love Lucy. Um, and then this one here is really like my, like episode three is like, oh yeah, like this was, um, fifth grade, sick home from school, Brady Bunch perfection, because I also didn't understand that the Brady Bunch wasn't happening at the time in which I was living. So, um, (laughs) I was always like, why can't I dress like that? Um, so I don't know. I just, I do that, that the interior of you know the set piece that we're yeah. dealing with in this episode really got me going like just hit all just it was just hit the right places for me i mean it's such a brady bunch it's almost an exact yeah. duplicate of mm-hmm. of the brady bunch it was like a mirror it was like the stairs were flipped the other way but like yes. yeah the stonework on the wall and like they really make houses like that. I mean, it's very treacherous building. It's like <laughs> stair with no railing because like, it's just beautiful. Well, also just, it made me think so much of, oh, that the Brady Bunch house was like mid-century modern. It'd been like, had a house been built 20 years before the seventies, like that's what, it, I don't know. It just, it's so interesting because it's the seventies, but it's also the two previous decades that we've just seen as far as the architecture of that yeah. house goes. Yeah. Well, and that house is, I mean, as a kid, I always wanted to like live in a house that was that big. Like I thought it would like look so nice and, mm-hmm. but I mean, now it just looks like incredibly dated. And there's something yeah. about it because especially with this being um, an episode that takes a darker turn, um, 
you realize how imposing a lot of that architecture can become. Yeah. With, you know, like in Brady Bunch, you know, you don't really have a dark tone over, so like you weren't seeing that, but seeing where this episode does go, and we'll get to this towards, you know, when we get to that part in the story, um, like it just was like all of that stone and it's a darker tone in the house, like it's darker colors. Um, yeah. There's these, the strange sort of um, stained glass color mm-hmm. window. Everything's high up. You can sort of see that there's like all this height and, it's a little dot like the the architecture is very domineering. Also, it's like in Brady Bunch, you're used to like eight people running around in any one scene. <laughs> oh my god, yes, that was, <laughs> and, and it's just Wanda like by herself in this house. Wait, I love that that your guys are saying it's it's like evil and and <laughs> domineering, and I'm like, it, the set is soothing me and taking me to a happy place of my childhood. <laughs> it is it's, it is soothing. No, I like I I was set very much at ease, but there is something also like when like the tone gets darker when it is like Wanda like menacing this good friend of hers um <laughs> like it, it just gets very like oh gosh i don't know suddenly i was just noticing like the high brick walls and everything yeah no i yeah i would agree with that um so we open on the doctor dr nielsen which like nielsen ratings um is examining wanda he says i forget how many months pregnant he says she is but they're like this episode picks up I mean, I would assume like literally maybe an hour has passed between the previous episode and this one because to them, she just found out she was pregnant and the doctor says he's going to Bermuda. We immediately are like, well, that can't be good because we've seen her pregnancy progress so fast. Um, And we get one of our first like creepy scenes where Vision turns and he sees his neighbor slash coworker Herb is like when he first walked out, he's like trimming the... um, the bushes and then when he turns after the doctor's left he's now trimming the like concrete slab and i thought it was such a good because he's like oh you're you're kind of in the concrete slab and he's like i guess i am and he's just like still <laughs> not breaking eye contact and like not yeah. stopping like it was so, lynch was so unnerving it was great yeah i mean adam we talk about this a lot but yeah. like right it's very twin peaks david lynch it's very like someone is is doing a weird thing is made aware that they're doing a weird thing it continues it, and that yeah. makes it all the more like, oh god, something's, something's happening. <laughs> uh, and then Vision comes in and sees Wanda is even more pregnant. She knocks mm-hmm. over a bowl of fruit. I think Elizabeth Olsen. I, this is my like note here, but like, I think the seventies outfit really works for her. I think she looks great. I love the boots, the whole outfit. I think she looks great. So Wanda and Vision then put their use their powers or. Wanda Vision just are like putting on the baby, like putting up the baby's room, and she's using her powers to organize it. We see the little uh, what the fuck is that called? The little Storks? play thingy? Oh, the no the the, the thing that turns into butterflies. Oh, <laughs> so, the, the the mobile, the mobile, the mobile. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and Alex, do you think that was a reference to House of M? Um, I don't. Well, I think there's a lot of weird stuff going on with her powers because uh, from the MCU, she's, I mean, the MCU has been super messy with Wanda. Like they don't really, they're like, Oh, like she has mind control and Ultron. And then that all goes away right? Um, to something that's simpler. That's like, she can move stuff with her mind. And then like, but in this, uh, in this third episode, yeah, she turns the stuff into butterflies. But in the first episode too, she's like turning the chicken, like back into eggs. And you're just like, right. 
what is going on here? I think it's this like, is kind of a it's a kind of a gift that the show is giving her where it's like it's basically saying she has bewitched powers. Like it, it simplifies it. <laughs> but also because, I dream of genie powers. It's okay. it's on so yep. many levels. Mm-hmm. Um wait, I don't know what I want to say. Keep going. <laughs> Go no, but I, I mean if you look in the comic books uh it looks like and it could be and it, depending on where this all goes like it could be just her powers matching up with stuff in the comic book where it's more like she's actually is magic and it's chaos magic and she sometimes manipulates reality and all that stuff uh i mean purposely i think for comic book fans like people like the powers that be wandavision are putting it in there and being like wow we're gonna make people. We're gonna make comic book nerds very happy with this. And like, what, look at what, Wanda. What, if, what yeah. comic book does she appear in? Is there a WandaVision comic book or a Wanda? Like, what is the property that she normally appears in in the comic? Like, what comic book is it? Oh, so she's like been in the comics for a really long time. But like, the big one that they seem to be referencing is House of M which came out in 2000. Oh, okay. I didn't even know what that was when you said. Sorry, I'm, I'm sorry. that person you made fun of earlier. Um, I don't even know what the MCU is. <laughs> it's uh, fine. It's fine. I'm going to be joined by Deborah Jo Rupp here. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. I, I actually appreciate having someone... In our first episode, we had that where uh, we had Brett White and Stephanie Williams who, like, 100% know comics. Like, I know comics, but not as well as, like, Alex or some other folks. Um, every time they would give, like, a long explanation, Adam would be like, tell me what that is. I do need the explanation as well, but I was, like, very happy to let Tom say it. Have someone else be the one who's like, I don't understand why. So House of, House of M, what is, um, like, are there other superheroes? Like, who's in it? So basically, Alex? everyone's in it. Um, you might Google. Yeah, everyone in Marvel's in it. The X Men are in it. But um, the thing in the house then is, Wanda's having a uh, nervous breakdown. Everyone hates her, and she's going crazy. And while she's going crazy, she's just like, "Hey, I'm going to give myself twins. Hey, I'm going to give myself my husband back. Hey, I'm going to like change this entire world." And everyone's like, "What do we do about Wanda?" And then Emma Frost is like, "You know what? We need to put her down because this is crazy, and we know what happened with Jean Grey." And then everyone's like, Emma, why would you do that? Like, <laughs> but anyway, at the very end, she ends up really fucking the world over and being like, no more mutants. And then there's no more mutants. But um, basically, she changes the entire fabric of reality. And so I don't think they're quite going there because all that stuff isn't there. But the whole like playing with reality and giving herself a new world seems to be in line with House of Adam. And um Wait, yeah. Alex, remind me though, but she has, so it's Avengers Disassembled that happens because isn't it like either Wanda did a spell to make herself forget her twins that didn't actually exist or like some, they do something so she forgets, but then the Wasp accidentally mentions it to her and that's how she remembers and uh, then Avengers Disassembled yeah. happens? <laughs> yeah, there's a whole thing. Like it's, <laughs> it's very, very complicated. Yeah. But um, there's, there's this whole thing that like, I mean, comic books like have a lot of times where like women are taken over and mind controlled and do bad stuff. And so she did yes. a lot of bad stuff while she was mind controlled. Um, I think Magneto comes and is like, "Let me take care of her." And like, basically, like she she kills like without spoiling too much, she kills some people <laughs> while she's mind controlled. People are mad at her. They want to protect her, and while they're protecting her, all this all this bad stuff happens. 
And so, uh, yeah, it's it's like that really bad trope of just like women go crazy and look at look at the entire world like go completely crumple around them. And so, yeah, I mean, I think some of it like now in like the context of like how we deal with like mental illness and grief and everything is probably a lot better than yeah the way we were talking about it in two thousand and five. Yes, I definitely have faith in at least the MCU's ability not to make it like that. Like, I think we're going somewhere different than, but it's like influenced by House of M. When you say Alex? I think so. I think there's yeah. definitely like, if it's not influenced, I think there's definitely clues in there that are just like, hey, this is a giant big flag for comic book fans to, right. I guess, kind of get giddy over and then like turn all their little fan theories out. Which our first big, Tom, I'm not sure if you know this one, actually, our first like really big moment of that is when they talk about what they want to name their children. Um, They go with, she wants Tommy and he wants Billy. Because she wants to name them after Tom Lank, obviously. That's (laughs) that's where my brain went. Don't think it didn't. They were speaking to me. It was all about me. I am a monster. (laughs) Um, But so... Those two twins in the comics, those are the twins she gives birth to that end up not being real. But then she, when she has her breakdown, she creates them and makes them real. Um, And they're like, they appear as the age they would have been. Um, And so one of them is, uh, Billy is gay. He's Wiccan, which is like the big gay superhero that we have in the Marvel Universe who got married in September or August. Um, Wow, we have one one whole gay superhero. Wow, they gave us one. We have like four, yeah. but he's like the most famous one. <laughs> and recently, Tommy is also bi, or maybe, yes. or maybe bi. And yes, <laughs> yes. And so Wanda has given us two queer people. Yes, <laughs> oh, but I also which, love like, that Marvel is like, okay, listen, I know we promised gay characters. Here we go, <laughs> two babies, <laughs> um, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> two gay twins. <laughs> That's yeah. what happens a lot. It's surprising, like the number of people I have that have um that are that have gay siblings or are gay. The, mm. Both the both the you know twins are are gay. It's it yeah it happens. People yeah. I Who are those dated. ones? Have uh, uh Lawrence? Uh, what they they're, they do like they're like style. They're twins and they're actors, but they're also like style experts and they wear glasses and they're very handsome. You guys know who I'm talking about? They'll be like on Rachel Ray doing this stuff. Okay, never mind. Never mind. Lawrence. I can never tell like if it's like that's too far into like boyfriend twin territory that I'm just like, I don't know. Right. Or it'll be something that I confuse like, oh yeah, the Property Brothers or something. (laughs) I mean, they kind of look like the Property Brothers. Right, right, right. Okay. Well, I have I've dated a few twins and at least I think one one of them both brothers were gay. And yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I've known a few gay twins. Well, this is the gayest thing Marvel's ever done, so it kind of makes sense that they would be like conceived and rapid birthed in this yeah. environment where Catherine Hahn is reigning supreme <laughs> and there's the men are twits and then we just got all these character actresses just zooming around here doing great stuff so okay i found it it's the zarian brothers lawrence zarian they're both anyway okay i just had to share that i just needed to know i was right (laughs) needed to be about tom again um so 
They're doing the room. The butterflies come to life. Uh, Wanda's using her powers. They paint the stork on the wall. And when they talk about the names, I definitely teared up because I was like, <gasps> my queer children are going to be here. I was like immediately emotional. You would have thought, I don't know. I'm surprised Ian had a lot of feelings, but I really was like, oh my God. And like, just so excited because it really feels like they're putting together the Young Avengers and like, I don't know, that team is like so fun and queer and. So uh, comics folks, they're babies. Um, how are, <laughs> how are, how are, how are they become adults? <laughs> Oh, it's very complicated. I was, say, I was like, I was like, I want to see how. I mean, I know com- we're, we've already established this like pregnancy is super rapid and time is whatever the but like whatever. Does that well, also like, mean that they die quickly because they age so fast? Like, if they're born at this rate, then that means they'll be like dead the next week. <laughs> is this like a, ben- a Benjamin Button yeah. thing? Like they quickly <laughs> deteriorate. They're like, you get the gay characters for one episode, and then they're all dead. They're babies, and then the babies die. <laughs> Go on. Um, Alex, do you want to take that question? Uh, sure. No, like there's a whole complicated thing because like, you know, when they're created in the reality that Wanda created, they're not really real. But like by way of some kind of weird like reincarnation slash uh, super villain fighting, like they become real in the real world, born to different parents. But they find out like eventually that like Wanda is their mom. So yeah. wow. okay. Okay, so, this is the risk of involving magic and storytelling is that anything can happen and then there's no rules and then you're like, well then what are the stakes? If anything can happen. Okay, sorry. That's I mean just it's vibrant. Oh, you it's just vibrant. want episode four where they're just like in Puerto Vallarta and they're like on steroids <laughs> and they're like having a great time. They got the first dose of the vaccine and they are ready to go. <laughs> 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 Billy and Tommy making Instagram wow. stories in Puerto Vallarta. <laughs> we were all quarantined for two weeks. We all got tested. We're all in a pod together. Having a nervous breakdown. It's a little difficult right now. Yeah. <laughs> God. Um, <laughs> so I feel like the way that. I, I feel like the way the show's going to do this is that everyone's everything's rapidly happening in this universe. So they're just going to like, I feel like by next episode, it'll be like, there'll be toddlers at the end and then there'll be teens. And then maybe, maybe they won't do the like, oh, they didn't exist. And then they existed later because that would take two. We're not going to wait 20 years well, to get these fucking. You know, like the show's been doing this for like, like Charmed did this where they were like time traveling hunks coming from the future, whatever the fuck. Like, so they'll come up with some old reason or they won't, or they were, or they're not super. Oh, they're just, wait, they're just now. Be like, yeah. Okay, now this makes me understand where they're going to go. This is going to turn, this is going to be like, they're going to use the sitcom trope of like uh, uh, Ashley Johnson on on uh, Growing Pains where it was, oh, yeah. she was a baby, yeah. end yes, of yeah. season, whatever. The next season, she's a five-year-old. Like, because sitcoms just do that unexplainably because they don't want to deal with the baby anymore. Uh-huh. Um, right. Or like the daughter in um, Family Matters who goes upstairs to do her homework and never comes and back. never down. comes down. <laughs> 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 like, what happened to her? She went to another oh. dimension. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is yeah. I like that. It's okay. This is cool. This is a cool way, <laughs> way to justify. already churning with some sort of wicked magic a little bit so you know i would be i would be into that though tom because i mean that would track for like the sitcom show i mean modern family even did that and that was like fairly recently like uh-huh. didn't they like the baby the mitch and cam had like suddenly one season she was just like 12 
<laughs> I mean, I don't want, I never watch that show. Sorry. Well, they did that She's with um, the Carver twins on Desperate Housewives, where they were like, we're going to do a yes. fast forward. And I swear to God, they were like seven, and then they're like the Carver twins. So, <laughs> All right. So we so Vision does the math and is like, oh, you're doing three days, um, which we learn even his math is off and that it's that day she's actually due. Um, and because of Brett White's recap, we see Vision trying to change the diaper on a doll. I don't know if you all... I didn't catch this reference, but that doll was the doll. It's Katie Carryall. Mm-hmm. You're Cindy. Uh, was it Cindy? Sorry, yeah. Cindy, yeah. I didn't even realize that till I read his, his recap. But yeah, mm. it's like the exact same doll, exact dress. I knew Somebody it looked familiar, but I watch the Brady Bunch movie every year. Oh, is, <laughs> it, is a doll in the movie? Doll is in the movie, yeah. <laughs> but so we see him changing a diaper. Um, her her fake contractions start to like go wacky. We learn that they, they are affecting her powers, which like they definitely play for sitcom gags, but like realistically I'm like, Ooh, but if her powers were going wacky, I feel like that would be very dangerous to anyone like remotely close to her. Mm-hmm. Like they could like all die. Um, but so the, the power starts like blinking and I love that they do like sitcom wacky superhero poses when they think they're being attacked. They're like, sticking their arms out and it's like very silly mm-hmm. is there like sitcom adventures poses um we cut to dotty emma caulfield about to ask about if her earrings make her look fat and then the power goes out which is our way of knowing the whole town's power has gone out because of this even though the power goes back on in their house um but that feels like very true to sitcom stuff like oh the power's out but it looks fine um yeah, that man's uh, mustache is real, by the way, because I had a Zoom callback for a commercial a couple weeks ago, and he was in my <laughs> callback, and I hadn't seen these shows yet, but I was just like, "Oh God, the look, the mustache is this mustache is here because you can't compete." Like they always hire a mustache because guess what? Fucking straight bro commercial directors look like they look like that man with that mustache. So the, the mustache always gets the job. Don't get me started. Anyway, no, I want to uh, on this. I want to hear ten more minutes. Wait, what? I want to hear. I want to hear a whole whole rant on this. Oh, <laughs> I can. I, yeah, no, you, you, know, you, you know, you don't want to hear my rant because I will keep I, going. I will go so far right. in on it. But um, what was I saying about the mustache? Anyway, it's a real mustache. That man is walking around with that mustache that really needs to be trimmed, in my opinion. Oh, straight men are the worst. Okay, sorry. That's just. <laughs> I'll stop now. <laughs> um. Yeah, I. This episode is weirdly more of a bottle episode than the others because uh, we don't really they don't leave the house or the front lawn, and like this cut right. to these two characters is kind of the only time we leave their property. Mm-hmm. But like that probably was intentional, right? Because that's how a lot of those shows were back then. Well, also I noticed that um, in the previous episodes when they went outside, they filmed on an actual outdoor street, and then which I think they did on some of those black and white sitcoms. And then when we go outside in this one, it's very clearly on a stage with a bad backdrop. Um, I think that's because Brady Bunch, whenever they would go outside was definitely on a stage. So that was just interesting that they made that choice because they could have gone outside, made it look better, but they really went with the sort of purposeful fake choice. Tom, do you think they film like everywhere? Do they think, do you think like, they have different locations for ever since it's like such different sets. You think it's like a different location every episode? Um, 
I mean, the first two episodes, they were definitely, uh, it's, it's the back lot street over at, um, CBS Radford, which is where Wisteria Lane was like all those. Wait, no, Wisteria Lane was, oh, I can't, I can't tell if they're using, it might be the, maybe it's the Warner Brothers, um, street. Well, there's a fake house street of houses on all these lots, right? Um, I'm going to look that up. I'm going to have to go. I'm going to talk to some people. I know some people who know some people, but uh, I, they definitely were at the, the Warner ranch, you know, when they were outside it for the magic show, that's like the Gilmore girls town city. Oh, is it? Yeah. It's the, um, it's where they filmed the episode of hush with the gentleman right. walking around. Yeah. So that you've seen in a ton of things. So, okay. so Town. So then it was Wisteria Lane because I knew the only thing I knew about Hush was that like that street is the same street from Desperate Housewives. Like they use the same. It's yes, it, but it's also weird because they're in two separate places. Oh, really? Like, yeah, the Warner Ranch is a separate one. And anyway, it's very hmm. insider talk, biz talk, people, biz talk. <laughs> You're so fancy, Tom. I, Fancy, when I, uh, and the only reason I know these places is I've, I've unsuccessfully auditioned near <laughs> and around all of these places. I haven't actually filmed on them. I, I was going to say when I, when I, one of the times when I went to LA, when community was still on, a friend was work was like a featured extra on it. He was like, Oh, why don't you like come to set with me? And yeah, I remember like walking around and they're like, Oh, we call that murder alley. Cause that's where CSI and law and order always film their murder scenes down that alley. Um, and it was like a lot of that where like around the set was like fake town stuff. But community was mostly like one big set that they filmed on. But that was that was my only yeah, addition to that. So we vision so you're fancy too, is what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> you're you're um Hollywood adjacent. <laughs> uh, from time to time. Only because of my friend Tom Lank. <laughs> gross. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> um but so god what happens alex <laughs> where are uh, we where are we uh geraldine comes over are we there yet or did we skip some oh, stuff no, right her contractions get worse so vision goes to get the doctor alex did we i felt like we hadn't addressed his super speed before and we just suddenly were addressing it in this episode did we see that in the movies at all uh i think I, we we get the idea that he could he's pretty like he can zap through things right and it's just like he is he is like the prime he's like the, he's like the utility knife of the adventure right <laughs> <laughs> i remember seeing him flying but i don't remember this like rapid yeah. leg guy yeah also- which wait i actually i actually skipped over a part we got to talk about so before he leaves, he tells her he thinks something's wrong. This was like a really important thing. Yeah. And we do that weird editing where I thought that my internet just skipped out. And I was like, oh, let me rewind that. My internet messed up. And then it wasn't. It was just like they did the editing that felt kind of true to that era of like, there's just like a weird blip. And then suddenly he's back to being like, we're going to weather this together rather than saying he thinks there's something wrong. Um, which led me to now I'm like, ooh, I feel like I wonder if Vision... Like she somehow, if he's not real as well, but he's becoming, she created him so well that he's aware of things, but she keeps erasing the awareness. Um, I don't know. What did you guys all think of that like bit? 
uh, Tom? Uh, I don't. I I was confused by it. I, I I'm like, what are they? What is this reality that we're in? Are they redoing it? Was like you said, was it just a, a, a blip? I didn't. I didn't think about it as far as the reference of of shows from the era. I don't know. It does seem to be like creating this environment where especially after this episode it's it seems like Wanda is doing this she is in control of this and anytime there's like an interruption she very intensely like fixes it it's a little like mm, you're going off script um every time someone like says yeah. like there's something that's not correct about that or whatever like that, that seems to be where the edit happens and it's so is, i'm gonna be mad if she's the only real person in this dream world that she's created because then it's just all a dream and i'm like what's the point so you're saying he's not real he's part of her hallucination that we're in oh, wait. Her, her dream Tom, bubble have you watched all, have you watched all the marvel movies yes and that's <laughs> yeah no 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 <laughs> I, I mean, I watched all the the Avengers ones. Is that what I was supposed to watch? Because he because he died. Is he dead? Yeah, but is this a prequel? Where where in time are we? I don't know. Didn't That's she, true. Did she die? Did she, no, did she, no, no, she didn't die. I mean, that is fair. Adam has Adam actually said that in the first episode that he thinks it could be something between I the think movies. It, I think it could be where it's possible. It's. Although it's looking less and less likely now, now that she's like having consciousness and like flinging people out of this reality. Right. But I thought it could be something where this is where she went between the snap and the end game fight where she was called back. And it's like purposely, uh, it's purposely murky because like I try, whenever I write about this, my editor, my notes are always like, what do you mean? And I'm like, obviously it's a show within a show that's taking place in real time. And there's a real, and I'm like, and they're like, yeah, you cannot put this on page. We can't publish this because I have no idea what you're saying. I don't know what you're writing. And I'm like, okay. And then it like goes into this very detailed. So in the sitcom, that is this show about this show that is very much about this bigger show and this bigger mystery. And it's just like, and I feel like I'm a crazy person a little bit. Um, but yeah, no, like I think, I think what you see is like it's centered like as much as this is like about Wanda and Vision, it's centered on her and like her. Yeah. It's very much she, it's her show, her like her internal like narratives and like I feel like it's very much her. It's Wanda's show, and so I yeah. think everything that you see, everything that she does, it's just like like you said, it's like going off script. Like when people go off script, she fixes it. Like when she sees the beekeeper or the beekeeper ish guy in uh in yeah. episode two, like she rewinds yeah, right. it, she, she winds him out of it. All like the commercials have to deal with like stuff that happened to her, um, and so yeah, it's very much it just it just centered like I feel like when he says something is wrong and she she kind of centers everything on what she knows and what how much she knows and what she's feeling. Wait, okay. Wait, uh, question. Is she, I'm trying to remember, did she, are they Russian? Did, where was she born? She was, didn't live in America, her character, right? It's the Covian. Where? <laughs> it's a made up place. A made up place. It's not Russia, but it's Russia. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So then that makes me think like, if this is all sort of happening in her head, like if it's a place like Russia, she would, she, the person at her age would have grown up with all these shows being yeah. shown mm -hmm. um, 
and sort of shaping her uh, her psyche as a child, even though she's way too young to have seen them right. initially. So, okay, I'm just putting it all putting it all together. <laughs> You know, I actually Googled her age because I was like, I'm not sure how old Scarlett, like, I'm not sure how old Wanda's supposed to be Mm. versus, like, how old Elizabeth Olsen is, Um, but I think she's, I Googled it, she's 32 or 31, I think, so I'm assuming Wanda's uh, between 25 and 30, right? That's what one would assume. Um, Right. So it's not too crazy to think that, like, someone, I mean, that's not that much younger than us. Um, that someone that age would still like grow up with those reruns at least, or like maybe the like yeah. Nick at Night. They had Nick at Night still, right? <laughs> yeah, Cir- Cir- Circonium. What is the name for <laughs> Circonium had um, they had cable, so yeah, Nick at Night. Yeah, we don't know what kind of original content was coming out of Sokovia at the moment. <laughs> yeah. Also, like she could be a hipster. She loves the deep cut. Like that's she true. Could yeah. Actively be, mm-hmm. you know, she could she could I love a large old player shows. moment. Yeah. 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 All right. So her water breaks and we see it in the form of like, literally it's raining in the house. Um, Vision. That's when vision leaves to go get the doctor. My notes say, boy, everything is happening so fast. We cut to a commercial. Uh, Tom, do you want to describe the commercial? (laughs) I I have, why am I not remembering it? Uh, I don't. I got your question, Ian. Is this the one yeah, where she's confused? No, I can't remember. I can't remember. It was, right. Alex, it's the Alex. Soap, right? or, it's yes, the, it's the soak, right? Yeah, hydro soak. Yeah. It's like the flustered mom, and it's like oh, soak in here, but then it ends up being like Hydra, um, which is the evil organization from that we've seen in a lot of the movies. They why were would you think I know that? Why would you even <laughs> think that I why know did, that? Why would you think Deborah Joe Rupp would know that? <laughs> <laughs> Tom, why don't you explain why would you think i know that i'm just a mom on tv look i was I, on a 70s show so i'm stuck in the 70s i i just wanted to hear you fumble through describing the commercial honestly <laughs> you're a jerk what the god i knew it <laughs> but but to be fair you don't even need the hydrant it's just the commercial it's like a flustered mom and it's like very 70s and it's like oh soak in these bubbles but then they say it's hydra soap. i want to know why it's the same two actors in all the the, in the running commercial gag i i did read a theory that someone thinks that that could be like her parents so those will be like mm. that's what her parents look like or something which would make sense but i don't know that, that so they're all everybody's like a dream fragment Right. I, yeah. I feel like it's possible that you've got several key players other than Wanda who are real and then everybody else is a construct. Like yeah. maybe she's like uh, Agnes, her uh, Dottie, all the people who have had like a maybe Deborah, um, everybody who's had like sort of a come out of it moment, um, mm-hmm. like a disturbed moment, um, is was either like somebody she intentionally drew into this dream world or she had a power explosion thing and her mind immediately created this place yes. and trapped a bunch of nearby strangers in the world. Hmm. Could be. Well, yeah, yeah I, it, I think because what we see, see happen later to, to her, her pal that she tosses out of the bubble or whatever this is that, that that's physically is actually a person. So, yeah. um, Hmm. You've got me thinking now. Uh oh. <laughs> like, what does that mean? Like, then what is? I wonder what Dottie is. Hmm. 
Okay. You have the insider info, Tom. I no, I, I don't. I don't have the insider info. I want. Mm. I want. I want. So I read a theory that said that, like, you said that on purpose. That was a Buffy reference. <laughs> that actually was not. Yeah. I have a theory, right? Isn't that a thing? <laughs> it is. It is, Tom. I'm impressed. Just trying to keep. And you from happy. an episode you're not even in, and you got mm. it. I. Isn't that what her wouldn't... character sings as well? Yes, it is. You know what? I only know that. I only know that because someone (laughs) tweeted that at me. I'm sorry. That was a (laughs) stolen bit. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, there's a theory that all of these like people could have been either like heroes or villains that were like magical superhero, supervillain types, and that they were like either helping Wanda or attacking her, and then she created this pocket reality. Um, And I actually read a theory that like Dottie could be Clea, who is like. Clea is Doctor Strange's sometimes girlfriend, right, Alex? Uh, I haven't read that theory yet, but maybe, sure, I believe um, you. <laughs> but, like, I mean, it's just a theory, who knows, but, like, how, like, all of them could be, like, random magical characters from the Marvel comics, and, like, they got trapped here. And, like, while hmm. the first two episodes kind of gave us, like, strong Agnes, like, oh, is she in control? But now I think, like, she's also trapped there from this episode. Like, they're all just trapped um, and terrified. Yeah. So, so whatever. So it starts raining. Vision leaves to get the doctor. We get the commercial. The thing they say in the commercial, which I wanted to point out, is they say when you want to get away but don't want to go anywhere, which then leads me to believe that, like, she hasn't really – she's creating all this, but she doesn't really, like – I don't know. She's still, like, there, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Everything is happening very fast. You get, like, a little – you start to get the dread when – that's when the neighbor comes in, uh, Geraldine. And I feel like they do a lot of those sitcom-y things really well, but like build it up to be like, ooh, something bad may happen because of these like wacky sitcom antics. Tied in her pregnant belly. I kept thinking of like uh, Deborah Messing on Will and Grace when she would wear those giant coats. <laughs> those coats. Or like, <laughs> they were like, you know, like so those coats too, yeah. <laughs> or like they would make like in Carrie Washington in Scandal, like they would make her hold like envelopes or like a giant <laughs> purse or a pillow or like. <laughs> I mean, it's classic sitcom hide the pregnancy. I mean, I don't know if any, no one's going to remember this show, but uh, Out of This World and it had the lady from Saturday mm-hmm. Night Fever in it and she they they did they used all of those gags on her they they put her behind you know put her behind a ca- an island in the kitchen holding a cereal box like all of the hiding the the stomachs did any does anyone know this sitcom I love movie? out of this world I'm out obsessed with it. It's this girl she had powers and Burt Reynolds was the voice of her alien father on another planet and she had powers and she could press pause on time with her fingers she'd go beep and she would freeze time is Alex the only one? Oh Anyone? my god! I just googled a picture. Her dad was in a cube. <laughs> no, yeah. I remember the show now, and I haven't thought about the show. <laughs> Aaron, I'm having a major flashback right now. I was obsessed with it. No, her boyfriend. So her boyfriend goes on to be on one of those soap operas. It was so good. Yes. It was some. I I even remember the theme song a little about like moonbeams in a jar. Would you like uh, to swing <laughs> on a star, carry moonbeams home in a jar? Oh, don't listeners, make Tom sing. Listeners, do a deep dive on YouTube and and watch this show. Oh, she wow. had a character named Uncle Bino. Not cool. <laughs> not cool. 
not cool people. Wow. It <laughs> ran for the cursed number of 96 episodes. <laughs> very Valerie Terrors, very I'm it. It was very also like um it would like air I remember watching that in Small Wonder. Yes. Uh, robot a robot child. <laughs> yep. They, All right, wait, say the name of that again because I'm gonna look at IMDB right now. Small Wonder? You're not familiar with no, Small not, Wonder. Not Small Wonder Asshole, the first show you mentioned. Out of this world. They were about they were they were on during the, the same years. But they oh, like, this they played on not uh, the main channel. Well, Small Wonder played on Fox 11 here, uh, <laughs> and Out of This World played on Channel 5, which is like the WB. So I don't know. Yeah. It was like one of those weird... Oh, they must have been... What's that word? Syndicated. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. No, wait. I, I already Googled this. Small Wonder was a 20th century Fox property, which means Uh-oh. that Vicky the Robot could show up anytime in the MCU. What would you do if in the next episode of WandaVision, Vicky the Robot shows up? I would die! It's just Agnes. It's it's uh, Catherine Hahn as Vicky the Robot. No. I would love that. Well, maybe in a way, Vision is representing that oh, character. Yes. I don't know. I'm just saying. I just this can't. Essay, I will. I can't wait to record this episode when that episode does drop, and then whoever is like a huge Small Wonder stand is just like, I can't believe they recreated the Small Wonder set. <laughs> <laughs> the kitchen is identical. I mean, you know, someone will. I mean, <laughs> please. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I've got my own stupid things that i flip out if i'm like, like it's gonna be oh it's God. gonna be nuts if mary kate and ashley show up for the full house one. <gasps> alex wasn't it you that just retweeted someone that was like saying that but was like oh this should stop because i was like no but i would like that <laughs> <laughs> i saw someone stop. being like oh these these like gays need to relax and i'm like no but that would be funny and that would be cool <laughs> we would, people would die we would die we would all die Although I feel like they are like, no, thank you. What's Marvel? I don't want to do They're that. I don't pretty, know. What that I feel like they achieved billionaire status and like we're like we are now exiting society. <laughs> so nice, right? Wouldn't that be great? Would love. Dream. <laughs> just so you know, I'm currently dressed like an Olsen twin. Like I'm just <laughs> wrapped in a blanket. So I just thought you should know that. Big coffee. Just a big coffee. <laughs> Uh, I have an Olsen twin story. I ran into one of them once when I was like very drunk at a club. I was going to the ATM and I bumped into a woman who was very tiny and looked like a ghost. And she was like, excuse me. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. And like looked at her because she was an Olsen twin. And then I asked the door person. She was like, yeah, but don't talk about it. They don't like people to talk to them. And I was like, all right, got it. (laughs) And they sat in the corner of the club and no one let them near them. The like bodyguard, her and her crew sat in the corner and no one let anyone near any of the, that corner. That's my Olsen twin story. Um, so <laughs> Geraldine is there. We're very stressed because Wanda heard a noise in the uh, nursery, but we don't see what it is. It's a stork uh, that we see later. So she's trying to cover up her pregnancy from Geraldine. Um, and Tom, just so you know, Geraldine is actually she's my Monica Captain Ren. Marvel. I know. Somebody told <laughs> me. I already know. Okay. I now, I was Tom, trying to put light on explain it. Is the main character Vision is man. <laughs> well, can I but can I say this about Geraldine? I thought it was just really interesting how um, now that we're in the 70s, 
Catherine Hahn's character sort of goes away as the best friend character and enter the person of color as in the 70s we're getting more uh, sitcoms uh, dealing with that, with them as the main character, et cetera. And she also, her personality changed a little bit and she was more um, bubbly. And and, and it it was an interesting reflection of what sitcoms were going through at at the time. There's a lot more sass. Sure. Yes, like yeah. she calls the coat foxy and like yeah, is very like the like uh the like quote unquote black neighbor from like a 70s show, right? Like she would be it felt like her acting Tiana Paris is doing some really good acting here because like you said, she's different in this episode than she was in the prior she's episode. She's so good. The way she goes back and forth between the yes. like sitcom acting and then like wait, what? The real I'm ha- I'm where am I? It she's so yes. good. Yes. Her yeah, her acting is like show this is like an acting showcase for her and elizabeth olsen at the end here because the back and forth between like oh we're doing wacky silly things and then like someone being like wait what the fuck and like wanda looking like she's going to murder this woman and like uh the so the tension starts building once she gives birth and i again i definitely like teared up but so geraldine only breaks when she hears the stork that's her first like break um she actually seems like wait what was that um, and then Wanda's kind of like, oh, no, it's nothing, blah, 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 blah. They go into the nursery. Vision finds the doctor. And then Wanda goes into childbirth. Uh, that, also, it was interesting the how they gave birth behind the couch yeah. the way they would on one of the shows at the time. <laughs> like, we can't possibly show any of this. Um, I, did anyone else at this point, I, was, I kept thinking, can we get rid of the laugh track please i'm done with it i'm just done with it i do hate a laugh track i like hate them and it's so fake i just it i, I want it to go away because I, I get it we're in a sitcom world you don't have to keep like I, I i understand that we don't need the yeah well i think they actually did film i don't know if this episode was but i know the first episode was filmed in front of a like live studio Wait, audience what Ew. yeah what yes <laughs> they did that is, is one of the things they keep selling about this show. It's like, did you know that the first episode was filmed in front of a live studio audience? And then when I'm like, when did this happen? Was this during COVID? They were like, <laughs> uh, did you know that the first episode was filmed in front of a live studio audience? Well, maybe that explains something. Because I know she, her, Elizabeth Olsen, it, the first episode, I couldn't tell if she was making a choice of being kind of, bad at sitcom acting you know i don't want to say that but like she was just a little stiff and she got she warmed up more in the other episodes which would make sense if the live audience was there it just felt like watch like you're watching someone doing a play for the first time in a way um that that she didn't have in the other episodes this is only the first one though it's only the first one one. like it's because it does also feel like i I did feel that stiffness a little bit because it's the first kind of scene you, you see and I do feel like everybody found their groove later on, but I yeah. feel like even that first scene in the kitchen, um, it's also like written a little stiff. Like it's it's maybe not super grasping. Yeah, what was because like I love Lucy and Dick Van Dyke. Like they're all like legit great, funny. Shows. Well, also, when you have Catherine Hahn come in and wipe, like just wipe the floor with her, her oh, sitcom yeah. acting, it was like, right. oh, she knows how to be on a sitcom. Uh, yeah. And this person doesn't, but I, that's the other. I just couldn't tell if it was a, a choice. Well, it's not. also like because the tone of it's supposed to be like, look at how unnatural these two people are. So it kind of, I feel like pads like 
kind of like stiff acting if they wanted to. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. like, oh well, since it's supposed to be unnatural, she's supposed to be unnatural. I mean, you're gonna have a moment where it's unnatural, but you can't tell if that's like the tone of like the way this whole thing is supposed to be going, or if there it was just a bad joke. I right. I think it was just a bad joke because like if it was an intentional choice, then I feel like that would have continued in some form. But like it's almost immediately more relaxed and lived in, and it can and it stays that way. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah. Um, but so I thought Geraldine has a really good where she like, you know, they do very like seventies effects, right? It's like raining, but then it's like, oh, the paintings are just spinning on the wall. And I like that she, and like the vacuum cleaner is moving. And I like that she does notice it and just is like, I'm sure there's a logical explanation for all of this as she's like running around to like help Wanda. Um, and I don't know if you all noticed this, like I did, I was waiting for her to be ejected from the town because like the scene of her being ejected in that outfit was in the like every trailer that right. was like mm-hmm. her scene in the trailer. So I kept being like nervous in my brain. I thought maybe because her powers were going so like wacky because of the contractions that maybe when, you know, the baby popped out, it would like throw uh, Geraldine out of the universe, like by accident. I wasn't thinking it would be like, Oh, Wanda ejects her on purpose because she's fucking pissed, which I do like better. Um, Geraldine picks it up. Geraldine helps her give birth. The doctor arrives. I did cry a little seeing baby Billy and Tommy. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> the days arrived. Finally. I was just so oh happy. Oh my God. Their baby. Um, Ian, you've got Tom, to go I, to therapy. You've got to. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, um, listen, I saw the door hanging there, and I gotta admit, shed a tear. <laughs> what? I have a lot of feelings, Tom. So I know if you could not judge no. me, I know. Because, but I know, like, here's the thing: like, you know, Billy, who's known as Wiccan, is is like, I would say maybe the like most like if if you were gonna like say name a gay Marvel character, like, right? It's probably the probably will be the one they introduced first in a significant way and not just some due to the grief group thing right that they did right um but like when they actually do an actual character with some agency and some screen time it will definitely be this character so yeah and when they had a gravity to it in that way as well and i mean adam you pointed this out in text when we were talking about it that like for the queer characters to be born like in like the in, like presence of like these two very powerful women is like perfect. Right, and the right? dude like isn't even there. Like yeah, like so it's just like yeah. No, these two for, the, for the queer yeah. people to be born at the Brady Bunch house, that's what <laughs> it's about. Okay, <laughs> right. come on, Brady Bunch house. Yes. Um, no, even their birth was camp. Yeah, all that like sort of witchy queer energy was just it's a very well incubating. Um, uh, however, however, it is you make a gay person. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> however they do it um, but so, so the doctor then like you know says everything's fine I thought it was very cute when she's like oh I want the baby to see your real face um, and then the way they screamed at each other I felt like I've seen that exact bit on like a Brady Bunch f- before like he's holding the baby and she starts screaming and then he just screams back that felt like very much a bit I've seen on one of those old sitcoms um, but so she gives birth uh, Dr. Nielsen tells Geraldine she would make a good nurse which I'm not sure is like, I mean, she was ejected. So I was like, oh, maybe she'll be a nurse on the next episode. She was just talking about her temp job. That was a story she was telling Wanda. Mm-hmm. But so he escorts Dr. Nielsen out and then we get the draw, right? 
we get our first like big moment of dread where the doctor's like, well, I don't think I'm going to be going on vacation because I, you can't leave this town. And that's kind of it. There's no like explanation. Um, and he sees Catherine Hahn. He sees Agnes and er- Herb talking by the wall that he had cut through. And this is the first time we, like, we hear them talking about what's going on. And we've never seen these characters talking like this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Alex, what do you think of this this part? Well, it's like creepy, right? Because she goes, she says something like, "Oh, Geraldine's still in the house," and you're just like, "Well, what's wrong with the house?" Yeah, <laughs> and she's like, she's in there with Wanda by herself, and you're like, "What is wrong with what is wrong with being with Wanda by herself?" And uh, Agnes is also goes into a, like I think they jump back and forth, but she's just like Geraldine isn't like us, and you're, it just makes you wonder. I mean, that makes that like raises the question of like who Geraldine is. And why isn't she like everyone else? And what does that make everyone else? Right. Yeah. This little scene turned into a Meisner exercise. Which is is like, for those of you who haven't taken a Meisner class, it's like where you do repetition and you say, she's in the house. She's in the house. She's in the house. She's in the house. She's in She's in. Should we tell him? Should we tell? We shouldn't tell him. We should tell him. We shouldn't tell him. So I, I, I got, I took me out a little bit. I, I, I'm like, I get it. You guys are aliens from another place or you're human and she's not. I, get it. <laughs> I, I liked it. I liked it. That's like, also, I mean, I know we already said this, but Catherine Hahn is just so fucking good. How she's like, goes from worried to like, and then smiling and like twirling her shoulders. Like, all right, well, see you later. And just like. And she zooms like, out of the scene. She like gets on a bike, right? <laughs> She's just like, bye. She does a full like ding ding with the bell. And the <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and so, like, he's having this conversation while Geraldine and Wanda are talking, and they're looking at the twins. And this is where this is where like all my theories go up in the air because Wanda also is confused, right? Like, she this scene poises her as the villain, but she's also confused. Because she mentions her brother, and it seems like she's pulled out of it. Because Elizabeth Olsen also goes from the sitcom acting to, like, quote-unquote, real-world acting, right? Mm-hmm. And the two of them are just so good in this scene. Ugh. This is sort of monumental because it really is, like, the first time that Wanda maybe herself pulls herself out of the yeah. moment. I feel like usually every, every other time it's, like, brought on by an interruption. And this one is right. just her because she can't remember any detail about her life before and then she's suddenly talking about this brother she had and i don't think she's ever mentioned the brother in any of like since he died i don't think he's been like brought up right that is, is the brother, is the brother the one with the bad wig yeah aaron taylor <laughs> aaron, Tar- aaron taylor johnson who's very hot <laughs> okay i've watched these movies but it's, it's like i don't know i don't remember when did that one when was the one that he was in come out i don't remember it i haven't it was watched, a while ago i haven't rewatched it it was a way it was 2015. <laughs> it was a while ago. Yeah. So I feel <laughs> it's like give me more information. If you if you want to attract new viewers who haven't watched the movie, I, like just give well, give me some details about that who does bring us to what Geraldine does, which is like it, it, it that is kind of her line where she's like, it where it is of what you need to know, which is like she had a brother and then she up and just says he was killed by Ultron. For, which for those at home who are not yeah that's, it's a little for those at home um yeah which wanda is not happy about wanda's immediately so 
again, this is where it's like, oh, I, I'm really hoping next episode gives us like a little bit more because I'm like, ooh, so did Geraldine just slip or did Geraldine also remember? Because she seems often like she's confused. So I wasn't sure if like that was her slipping, that was her trying to get through to Wanda, or it was her confused and like the Wanda mentioning Pietro made her remember something, right? What this feels like to me, um, if I was world building this, this feels to me like um, it's an it's it feels like a world where people either knowingly or unknowingly enter. Like, hey, we're gonna like almost like they know like Wanda is inside this sort of dream place, and then uh, Monica's like, okay, I'm gonna go in after her. I'm gonna whatever if if that's the thing. She's like, okay, I'm gonna go in after her. And, and maybe someone warns her, just like, you're going to, like, as soon as you get in there, you're going to forget why you were there. But, but right. that's, like, the only way to do it. It's kind of a thing where there is sort of a spell that kind of comes over the place once you enter. And you do have to sort of, like, figure it out once you get inside. Because you do, like, there's, like, some sort of identity spell thing. Hmm. Hmm. It's like that, do you see that horror movie with Natalie Portman a couple years ago? Where they go in the bubble to find the thing. Uh, annihilation. Annihilation. I never I saw it, but Oh my god. I almost threw up while I was it got so gory I almost barfed at the theater. It's it gross. Was, <laughs> it was so gross. Sorry. Sci-fi. Really? I I thought that would just be like a kind of sci-fi but not like actually horror it just was, like maybe there's a monster. It's what? body horror. Yeah, cuz it's like body stuff. Like it's like the alien entity is like sort of like changes your body like it kind of gets in there and like kind of fucks with your dna like it's a little grody in that way hmm. all right well so oh, sorry <laughs> that's fine so she mentions pietro i the the acting they're both doing is just so fucking good in this scene i love i because i mean tom you are an actor that would be that actually is kind of hard to do right i would imagine the like oh, shifting I'm, of oh I'm so great at all of so many things that it would be simple for me. Um, no, you are correct. Like Chef's kiss to that acting. Uh, because also you're like you're in a crate. You know, you've got bright blue eyeshadow on and a crazy blue pantsuit, um, and like you're giving you're doing this just such subtle film real acting. I don't know. They're they're great. They know what they're doing. <laughs> But uh, so Wanda's immediately like, what the fuck did you say? Like Wanda's like pissed that she brought this up, even though Wanda herself brought it up first. Um, And then Wanda notices her uh, charm on her necklace. Wanda notices Geraldine's charm on her necklace, which Alex is the sword emblem, correct? That is correct. Yes. And so. Wait, I I just thought it was a Don't worry, I'm going to explain what that is, Tom. So, sword is, um, it's like the an offshoot of shield in the comic books. Sword oh, is like boy. they handle... Okay. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> but that is their symbol. All okay? these different organizations that they've already established, and they're like, but what if there were more organizations? <laughs> <laughs> I do feel like just keep it shield. Just make it shield again, but I guess they don't want to, because like, the movie shield technically doesn't exist even though a tv show did for many years but okay so the that kind of sets her off because i guess it's like she's remembering that she has seen this symbol she saw it on the beekeeper dude um she's been seeing it around town she saw it on the helicopter on the toy helicopter helicopter. okay i think they did it 
see, this isn't fair for like the, I'm like, right. why are they zooming in on this necklace and holding on it for so long? You can't just like, here's a clue, but we're going to concentrate on it. And those of you who didn't don't know the other thing, it's going to be completely lost. And then you'll just wonder why we're focusing on it. But I think they're going to explain it though. I do think they're going to like, cause one assumes that the, the group that, gets her when she like is ejected that is sword that's what that's what i'm assuming is that what you assumed alex yes uh i think so because you're just like it is it it doesn't seem hostile it seems like they were just waiting for it and like everything will kind of mobilize really quick versus like she was just spat out and like oh like i don't know i kind of feel like there was yeah so i feel like they were they've kind of set up shop there whoever that yeah. was and it kind of feels yeah. like it wasn't like it wasn't the super like ominous thing that happened it was just like oh like i mean it was ominous but not like you didn't feel like the trucks and everyone that came in were just like they were prepared for what was going to happen is sword yeah is it what's that word when uh, initial the letters stand yes for acronym it is Acron- acronym is, yeah what is the what does it stand for Ooh, that I don't know, Alex. Sentient world uh, observation, something, something. <laughs> Sorry, let me Google this for you. Sisters without. Wait, I got um, it. Sentient reality observation. <laughs> Sentient. <laughs> Sentient world observation and response department. Okay. Hmm. Mm. A little bit like, and this, this the show does. If, if there is a thing that is a touch annoying for people who are not like mega comics people, it's a little Easter eggy. Um, it's very Easter eggy. There's a, like, so much, like it is. There's so much stuff that's happening, and like, yes, it is a little <laughs> like. Well, how was I supposed to know? Like, and how was I supposed to enjoy it? Like, it's it's super enjoyable for people who like who know who Bova is from like last week. You can't just make, you can't just make a show f- like you're, you're trying to make a, a show that's appealing towards, uh, you know, middle America, everyone that doesn't happen to read the comic book. So I, I it, it, it's frustrating. I mean, I feel, I feel like it works though. Like I, you don't need to know who Bova the midwife is, even though she's yeah. Bova she's, the midwife. That's a real she's character. A she's a cow. She's a cow person. She's a cow. Um, she's a cow human. <laughs> Wait, is it Bova or oh bovine? Okay, I was like Boba. Is this a Star Wars crossover? Okay, wait, I'm gonna text you a picture of Boba right now. Tom. <laughs> this was this happened last episode when they were like, of course we were because it was like it was the episode where everybody was a comics person except me, and they were all like, oh my god, in the grocery store when you saw the we saw the package with Boba's face on it, I was like, I don't even know who this is. I'm watching the show. Okay, I'm gonna, also I'm gonna take my anger back because. The, I feel like it still works. You don't need all the Easter eggs yeah, to make the story work. There's, you're giving you're giving stuff for people to enjoy who know the thing, and also providing mystery f- for those of us who don't. I mean, that I will I will say overall, it's such a it, interesting show because <clears throat> it doesn't it doesn't explain itself, and it, I, mm. it just compared to the other uh, to the movies and the other comic book things, it's very I don't just very thoughtful and artistic and. There's so many layers. So I am, in, as a non-comics person, I I am enjoying it. But once you know who Bova the midwife is, it just becomes. Bova, that this is a, this is <laughs> this is a midwife. <laughs> How is this a midwife? 
to deliver my child. She's a cow woman who was murdered by an evil Tony Stark in the comics. I, I want Elizabeth Olsen to get the script pages. It's like, here's the cow. She's She's going over to like, she, she, she's seeing the Olsen twins for Thanksgiving and they're like, hey, how's that show going? And she's like, there's a cow woman. And like, <laughs> really hated working with the cow woman. <laughs> but so, I mean, I kind of view it as uh, Lost. So I know Adam and I are big Lost fans. Alex, Tom, I don't know if you guys watched Lost. I have never seen an episode. Same. All I know, all I know is I Googled like what the monster was. Because I was like, what's no. the monster? Because The wanted- show barely knew. Yeah. And it was like a polar bear? <laughs> it was a- <laughs> That's a whole other conversation that'll take too long. My- yeah. I, for me, I have a hard time getting invested in shows that are, it's all a dream. Like, t- that's, right. typically, that's my thing. Like, if you can, because in dreams, there's no logic and you can do anything. So what's the point? But that being said, right. if the show is a dream show, I'm, I guess I'm into it still. The smoke went well, for I, the cow. Um, yeah, except for the cow. <laughs> I mean, I will love it if we see the cow. But, um, but so I do think it's a little bit like Lost, Adam. Like where you would see the Dharma symbol, you didn't know what it was, but like we kind of, kind of figured out what it was by yeah. the end. I think, right? Like you're like, okay, yeah, this symbol means means something else, and obviously, like you have these important. I feel like if you, I, cause like my husband watched it, and he is as checked out on this sort of stuff as a person could be. Um, and he really enjoyed it. So, oh, okay. <laughs> so he did it. That does surprise me. The helicopter, I didn't notice right. a symbol on it because I thought, oh, we're supposed to notice it because it's in color. Um, so I don't know. That was. Yeah. I feel like they're doing a good job of doing things like, okay, like, yeah, there's a clue on this. It's also like, it's also like you can, it's, it's, it's a, uh, for those at home, it's like, oh, it's in color and it's a black and white. Something's wrong. Or, oh, she's suddenly angry at her. Um, like, she's one of those ladies in Target who just got told to put their mask over their nose. And <laughs> she's, like, suddenly turning on this woman. Um, but she wanted to speak to Geraldine's manager. Did. Did. <laughs> it, it was very, yeah, it was very white feminism to be like, oh, my God, just give me my babies. Oh, my God, thank you so much. Wait, what did you say to me? <laughs> wait what <laughs> no i want to know though like what do you do you guys think it was is she pissed that like someone remembers and made her remember or is she like pissed that like i think it's the like, going off script i think she like went the furthest off script um yeah. where before there was just sort of these weird like what's going on huh like and then this is someone who's literally saying full exposition yeah and like, don't fucking do like, that. Just not of me of these very key names. They're only <laughs> supposed to come through in little commercial Easter eggs. Is Wanda... So Wanda is not aware that she's in a world of her own making. Or is she? Do we? Well, that's what we're... That's, that's like the mystery, right? I'm not... I go back and forth. Because this made it feel like maybe she does because she ejects this woman. But... And like when she did the rewind and she's like, no. And then just rewinds the thing and it doesn't happen... But also, I feel like maybe she's being controlled. I don't know. I don't know. I, what do you think? I think she's got some sort of magical high off of this, and she's having these moments of lucidity, but otherwise is tripping. Um, hmm. That's it. And why, though? And why? What sent her into this state? 
when people disassociate, why do they disassociate? Because uh, of trauma, they're going through something bad is happening to them uh, in the physical space, so they mentally go somewhere else. Um, I mean, she's the only she's the only Avenger that has like major major loss. I mean, like yeah, people like died on Sokovia, and like people like died like all these, but like like Captain America got back with his girlfriend at the end. Uh, Tony Stark died, but he had like his, he had his daughter and everything that's happening. Like she lost her brother and like her boyfriend and she lost Tony Stark and Natasha. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's just like, and it's just like, okay, well eventually like I, and I think that like on screen, she's had like what, 15 minutes of screen time maybe and all those things. And it's never, she's never been, and it's always been like, hey, I'm kind of sad and pissed off. I'm going to beat you up now. It's basically like her character in the last, in the last like five or six movies. Yeah, like she's, the last time like chronologically we saw her was in Endgame and she was like, never seen her more like filled with rage and like, you know, on fire. Um, and, you know, and then like for like a shot at Tony's funeral, but we don't know like how badly she's just like, all right, now just go sit and cope. You know, like, just, you know, there could be any sort of issue. We see Monica fly out of the sky and Daydream Believer starts playing in the background after she lands. And it's so good. And God, I love the way they use music. It's so stellar. Like how they used Help Me Rhonda during the uh, Dottie and Wanda scene in the previous episode. Ugh. I feel like this is the vibe that they, like Wonder Woman 84 was missing, like using not using any like pop music of the time. To really give it that energy. The monkeys, okay, they use this. Okay, I was like, why? Yes, so I love that it was, they're using um, a song from a 70s sitcom, essentially. That's fun. Uh, how many episodes of this are there? Nine episodes. 60, 70, 80, 90. So, uh, sort of like, it goes through television history up to modern day, I guess, it's almost with that number of episodes. I, are we gonna get in the eighties? Are we gonna get? Um, are we gonna get a, a sassy gay neighbor like Jim J. Bullock on? Um, what was that show? Remember? <laughs> Do you guys know who Jim J. Bullock is? Yes. And like, and like, you know, Three's Company. Jack wasn't gay, but he was playing gay. Um, too close for comfort. Right. Right. That's the one with Jim J. Bullock. It was in San Francisco. I would love Wanda to have a sassy gay neighbor. And I'm offended that I haven't been asked to play it. <laughs> Very weird. I mean, Catherine Hahn basically is the sassy gay neighbor. Yeah, she yeah. is the sassy gay neighbor. Favorite outfit, Alex. Um, I still, I mean, the Wanda outfit's great. I like Wanda in the raincoat. I think that's a great outfit. I also, <laughs> but I also think Monica slash Geraldine's outfit is really great. And the blue eyeshadow. Tom. Yeah, honestly, the only outfit I remember was that blue jumpsuit and the blue eyeshadow matching that was really that's a star outfit adam um i called it up before but like i think like um the way they um uh no no no, no that was you know. um i would say probably Catherine hans like kind of like other other sort of 70s like kind of just pant with like she looked like she was like jamie lee curtis she looked like she was like one of jamie lee curtis's friends in halloween like it was just certain <laughs> right my favorite outfit was Wanda's seventies look. Love the knee high boots. Do we think that uh, what's his name is wearing? Is that his real hair or is that a wig? I was. I feel like it's got to be a wig. Well, you know my theory, and I, 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 everything's a wig. I think. 
I think everything's <laughs> wiped. I don't think I think on a, I think on a big budget thing, I don't think they took any chances. I think everything's everything's wings. Wait, Tom, do you think Emma's hair was a wig? A hundred percent, Jesus Christ! <laughs> Tom, would you what believe you everybody think? last episode was like, I don't know, it could be her, <laughs> it could be her real hair. No, you could see you could see the um the lace front on uh, in the last episode, Emma Emma, you could see her. Well, you know what? I'm sorry. On the I think it's because I looked at the close up photo, you could see just a little bit of the edge of the wig. Also, that that sort of stiffness and non movement, um, for which was you know accurate for the time, it's not you can't you can't do that with real hair. It's a fantastic. It's a fantastic wig. But wait, I'm yeah. not. I, I can't remember. Was she wearing the same wig, or was it a new one for the seventies? Let me see. I think her hair in this episode was longer, but also I'm sure they have the budget for a um, new wig every episode. I think the budget per episode was like two point five million. Really. That, I exp- think that, that explains the end credits being eight minutes long. <laughs> oh my God. Wasn't the budget like $225 million or something? Or something crazy? They put the Infinity War credits at the end of every episode. Because I, I, I'm like, wait, why is there still a quarter of the episode left? Nope, it's all just credits. I'm going to fa- just get fast forward. I get, it's just credits. And you keep thinking there's going to be some secret at the end or an, an Easter egg of sorts. Nope. I feel like it's very Marvel to like do it, but I feel like the reason they did it is because of just these streaming platforms. Like they want you to just autoplay at a certain point. Like, yeah, they're going to need you to just quickly move on to the next step. I think it's also because they're not, um, they're having to show everyone that worked on the whole thing for every episode, even though they didn't necessarily work on this episode because it was all filmed out of, they don't, um, they didn't film in like episode sequence the way shows have done in the past. Mm. Although I would love to see um, like a full modern day BFX team and cr- credit done in the style of a sitcom credit. Like just have it just last forever. I, I would like, fo- I would like them. I'd like to see them all turn to the camera. Right. Like, Animator number one. Um, <laughs> okay. Favorite scene, Adam. This was there was a lot in this one, but I would say probably favorite scene was um, God. I feel like we're all going to say this one, but like I, I mean, it was um, that cross cutting between vision outside uh, and uh, you know, no, what, what I'm going to say favorite scene um, loved the, the sort of Lynchian moment of of Herb cutting through the fence uh, the stone fence being told he's cutting through the stone fence and him going how about that like just like completely like not aware of it just like hmm how about that yeah just very like that's another kind of lost thing where it was just someone acting completely out of their head alex uh the stork you felt you fell for the stork bed <laughs> i feel like i feel like any i am a I feel like any kind of television show could add like a CGI stork and I'd be like, yes, you made it better. I don't think, <laughs> I think any show would benefit from a CGI stork. Tom. Um, I just loved the interactions between uh, Geraldine slash Monica and, uh, and Wanda. Those really were it for me. My favorite scene was that end with Monica and Wanda because God, the acting was so good. Grade, Alex. Uh, I give it, I think it is the best episode, like, uh, of what we've seen so far. So, graded on itself, I think, like, A. I'll, I'll second that. I'm gonna say A+. Plus. And I second Adam's grade. 
Thank you all for listening. Thank you all for joining us. If you like SlayerFest98, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. If you want to follow us on social media, you can find us at SlayerFestX98. If you want to support the podcast, you can subscribe to our Patreon, where you get patron-exclusive episodes, access to our Facebook group, and more, and it's all appreciated. And if you want to follow me on social media, I am at IanXCarlos. Tom, where can everyone find you? Uh, at, at Tommy Link on Instagram or at Tom Link on Twitter. And check out my new podcast called Undressing Bridgerton with me and Felicia Day. Alex? Um, I haven't built my OnlyFans yet, so you can find me at Vox.com or on Twitter, um, Alex underscore A-B-A-D-S. Adam? Find me on Twitter at TheAdamSass, on Instagram at It'sAdamSass, and then you can visit AdamSassBooks.com to pick up a copy of my new young adult thriller, Surrender Your Sons, wherever you buy your books. Thank you all for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Bye! Bye. Bye.